I want to read from Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to preach on the subject of your faith matters to God. Your faith matters to God. It matters to Him where your faith is and and how you understand faith and, and where you are in your journey of growing in your faith. So many things that he says in the Bible about faith that I'm not going to be able to squeeze in this message or last week's message, and you can get last week's message as well, which was really the foundation. But I want to read from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, starting there. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So there's substance to faith, and you need to understand the substance of faith. I mean, you can, you can look at your chair or look at your body, and you are made of substance. It is real substance, and there is evidence that, that begins to build in you when God begins to work his faith in you. Now, it's God's faith. He wants you to have uh, a faith in him, but also of him that comes from him. By faith, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. It wasn't evolution. It wasn't the Big Bang. It was God's word. And we understand that because God has given us faith. You know, God created. In the beginning, God created. And so, you know, there's, there's scientists now that are evolutionists. They just scratch their head. They don't know where substance came from. They don't know where time and matter came from. And they think that somehow it collided and it created a, a universe that is orderly and powerful and beautiful. But that's not the way it really happened. God spoke and God created. And so we understand that and it becomes clear by faith. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift. When you operate in faith, God testifies about you. It doesn't matter what people say about you. What does God say about your faith? This is vital when it comes to living a life of understanding and power in God. You cannot, you got to break off the curse of the past. You know, your, your ancestors might have been all kinds of rebellious people, but not you. You are a child of the living God. And you have a heavenly father who loves you and who wants to break things off of your life so that you can be lights in a dark world. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. Hallelujah. I won't even talk about that. That's just powerful and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony, and this testimony was from God, that he pleased God. Listen to this. But without faith, this is key, and this is where we landed last week, and I'm going to take one step further from this point. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. So it is absolutely essential that I learn what faith is, that I understand it well so that I can live by it. And it's not complicated. It's not rocket science. You can live by faith. Look at your neighbor and say, you can live by faith. And tell yourself, you're going to live by faith. Hallelujah. 
Every time I say stuff like that, I run the risk of, of you guys having conversations for like th- three minutes after I get done. Asking you to say that. It's impossible to please him for he who comes to God. Did you know you can approach God? You get to come to God, the God of creation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Jesus and the apostles, the God that's coming again, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. You and your voice get to be heard before almighty God. Oh, that was, that was kind of a little sad. That was a little sad, but you're going to get it. You're going to get it. I heard my dad and a few others by my dad down here. Hallelujah. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. It is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Thank you, God, that you are speaking your word to us. You're breaking off lies the lies of the enemy. You're silencing them for every visitor, for Lord, for every member, for every attender, for every friend, for everyone watching on the live stream, for all of our children. Lord, you're silencing the lie of the enemy and only your voice is going to be heard. Your word is going to be heard. Lord, among our youth, among our young adults, Lord, among our elders, God, we thank you that your voice is being heard and that we're learning to live by faith because out of that place of faith, we are able to see the miracles of God, the answers that we need and that we want to see in our lives, in our families, in our businesses, in our relationships, in your church, and in the kingdom, in our nation. We pray in Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, amen. Did you know your faith can move mountains? You know, so what is a mountain? What is a mountain? Those things that obstruct you, those things that are hard to go around, those things that stand in your way of a clear path of serving God. I mean, Jesus wants to remove mountains. He wants to pluck up things by the root and get them out of the way so that you can live on a clear path with God. Your path is already prepared, but the enemy is putting obstacles in the way, and you have to know what they are and remove them by faith. This is a very practical thing, too, faith is, because we have faith about a lot of things, and we have to really understand that without faith, it truly is impossible to please him. So my heart is to please my wife. My heart is to please my friends. I can't always please man. I, I love people. I want people to like me, to appreciate what I say, what I do, but I can't always please man. How many understand that? But I can always please God. You can always please God. And you can't get the two mixed up. Sometimes when you're not pleasing men, you're pleasing God the most. It's vital for your spiritual growth to learn to live and to please God, live and walk by faith. It's vital for your Christian maturity and your victory and your power to prevail in every circumstance of life. And I mean every circumstance of life. There, are, there is not one thing that God doesn't want you walking in victory over or through. Somebody say amen. Your faith and your development of faith matters to God. It matters to your heavenly Father. It matters to the Holy Spirit. Now, I mean, no, the Holy Spirit is here to give you that confidence. That's what, that's what faith in God is. It is confidence in God. It is 
trust in God. It is a trust in his character, confidence that what he says and what he promises he will do. Now, the thing is, is that many people just, they, they live for God for like four hours. The devil comes and punches them in the face. And the next thing you know, they're doubting God. Or they fail. And listen, you have to be tenacious. You have to be determined to live for God and walk by faith. So why does your faith matter to God? And why should it matter for, to you? Last week, we talked about number one, and I've alluded to it. Let me break it down for you. Your faith pleases God. But number two, I want to I land here today. Just one point. Everybody say, amen. Just one point today. Whew. Just one point. You know, somebody, you've been around here. I've had more than one, I'll tell you that. But it just is so deep. I, I have to go deep on this so that it builds a foundation for you. Because your faith is the victory, the Bible says. It is the victory that overcomes the world. It overcomes the world. That's why the devil wants to keep you in doubt and fear and unbelief. How many understand? You know when you operate in doubt and fear. It's in your own mind. And you have to discern it, rebuke it, say, no, I'm going to believe God. Devil, get behind me. How many know you got to rebuke the devil sometimes out loud? I'm not yelling at you. I'm just encouraging you. I mean, really, you have to rebuke him out loud until his voice becomes so small. Oh, it's like this. This is how I brush off offenses now. You know, just, oh, just, okay, boom. I'm telling you, his voice gets smaller and smaller. If it's loud right now, it gets smaller with resisting his voice, his doubts, his fear, sudden fear, anxiety. I don't know if I can do that. You know, and the devil will just beat you. If you camp there in anxiety and fear and unbelief, mistrust of God, he doesn't love me, he doesn't hear me, don't ever let those things come out of your mouth, ever. Somebody say amen. Don't ever let it come out of your mouth. The devil loves oh, woo, and he'll just attack, attack. Do not give him an inroad. You stand in faith. Faith is the victory. Listen, so let me, let me go back. Let me build the foundation. I, I was getting ahead of myself. Whoa, was I getting ahead of Not only does your faith please God, so I want to please God. It is a great joy of mine to please God. And when I operate, Father, I believe you. I believe you. I thank you that you're going you're gonna to make a way in my finances. God, thank you for the tithe, the offering. I may be doing it by faith. I may be living by a shoestring right now. But God, I'm going to have a work ethic. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to save. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to honor you. And you're going to break off poverty. You're going to break off lack out of my life. God, you're going to do awesome things. I'm not going to allow my doubts and my fears of scarcity ruin my trust in you, God. You are my provider. You are my healer. You are my protector, God. Oh, I almost spoke in tongues right there. I would have had to interpret it. Woo! Let me get on. Number two, there is only one faith. Did you know this is why it's so important to God? Your faith matters. There is only one faith. I'm not talking about denominations here. Well, there, people say, well, there's the Catholic faith. Well, there's the Methodist faith. There's the this faith and that faith. There is only one faith. 
All of those things are divisions of men. And I don't mind identification. I don't mind being identified and living in a, among brethren who believe the way I do. But brethren, listen, there is only one faith. And this is how the devil divides us. And let me explain this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, this is Paul the apostle, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called in all lowliness and gentleness, with all longsuffering, bearing with one another, in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now notice what he says here. There is one body. Somebody say amen. Notice here, he is going singular on us. He is not being inclusive. He is being singular. How many understand you want your surgeon to be singular-minded? You want your pilot in an airplane to be singular-minded. And this is what God is doing. He wants you to be sure of what you believe. There is one body and one spirit just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord and one faith. Say it with me. One faith. Say it again. One faith. God wants that faith in you. He wants that faith being built up in you. He wants that faith being stirred up in you. He wants that faith in you to be a happy warrior kind of faith. He wants that faith in you, that one faith, to be built up in you so strongly that it doesn't matter what the world does, and so much so that if it, Jesus said, if they kill the body and they can't do anything else, then you're going to be with God. Somebody say amen. See, the problem with, with Christianity today, the, 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 the moment they receive persecution or some hardship or some friend rejects them or whatever, oh, God, listen, you don't, don't complain to God. I know God can handle it. I've learned not to complain to God. And I know pastors, oh, you can complain to God. You can puke on God if you want. No, that, no. I mean, I, I, you just say whatever you want to say to God. Why would I do that to him? I wouldn't do it to my wife. I trust him. I trust him. I've lived for him. I have lived for him and with him for 40 years of my life. 40 years I've walked with God. And I'm not bragging. He has kept me. I'm telling you, I've messed up a whole lot. But there is one faith that he is drilling into my heart. And I can stand in that faith and I can be confident in that faith in him, that trust in it, that great expectation. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is evidence, evidence of God. Evidence of God. You say, well, you got to have blind faith. There is nothing in the word of God that talks about blind faith. Nothing. There is one faith, and it is solid. And if it's in Jesus, oh, I'm going to listen to this. It goes on. It goes on. One baptism. Not many baptisms. 
Now, I know there's traditions. You baptize children when, you know, you might sprinkle them. That is not biblical baptism. I'm not saying that it's not a good tradition. I'm not saying that. Just whatever. I'm saying there is only one baptism because that's what the Bible says. And it is believer's baptism. When you put your faith in Jesus, you get water baptized. Guess what? We have the baptistry ready for you. We got robes and towels and clothes. We don't want to delay your obedience to God. I'm about ready to speak in tongues again. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Spirit. And one God, everybody say one God. Okay, there, we can, we can believe that. One Father of all, who is above all, as Tara was singing, and through all and in you all. Somebody say amen. So why does your faith matter to God, and why should it be important to you? Because the faith, this faith is the only faith that saves the soul. And if I can't live it, if I'm not living it, how am I going to expect my loved ones to be saved? I've got to live for God. I got to, there's so much that hinges on your faith in God, your trust. And when you're around people this Thanksgiving, if they start talking fear and doubt, say, hey, let's pray on this. Come here. Come here. Let me tell you about the Lord. Let me tell you about what he wants to do for you. And watch what he does. Watch the miracles that he performs at your prayers and your hands. Ephesians 2.8 says, for by grace you have been saved through what? Through faith. How are you saved? By grace through faith. God's grace is there. Faith accesses the salvation. And that, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. That is faith. You didn't get this on your own. You didn't go to, you know, you didn't go to university and get this. The Holy Spirit is putting it in you. Did you know the finger of God is touching your life right now? And he is, he is activating your faith. He is stirring up your faith. The finger of God, the God of creation is stirring up his faith in you. Everybody go, woo, hallelujah. <laughs> not of works, lest any man should boast. There is boast. There is not, there are not many faiths. This is where we, we, we struggle so often. Did you know there's a survey? 70, this is sad. This is really sad. So we're going we're gonna to crush this lie right now. I don't want you walking in error. I don't want you communicating error about this one faith at all. 70% of born-again believers in the United States right now, and this is a high number, it has skyrocketed over the last five years, believe that you, that, that, that you can get to heaven through some other religion or some other way other than Jesus Christ. 70%. Yes. Is that crazy? This is how active the enemy is. This is how illiterate the people who are supposed to be, biblically illiterate, supposed to be in the word of God. Well, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not kind to, to call people out, and or not call people out, or just kind of challenge them that there's, there's many faith. You know, God is a God of love. He loves, yes, he loves everybody, but he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes in Confucius, no, in Jesus, will be saved. This is so important. This is the foundation. This is the bedrock of your faith. Don't ever allow the enemy to lie to you about 
you know, the singularness of God. Is that a word, singularness? <laughs> Hallelujah. Look that up. All right. Our teacher said yes. Hallelujah. Jude chapter 1, verse 3. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for what? For the faith, the faith which was once delivered to the saints. This thing is settled. It is settled in the heart of God. It is settled in the word of God. And you can't change it. I don't want to change it. I want to live it. I want to understand it. Anything else is a false narrative. It is a lie. It is a doctrine of demons or men, which many times it's both. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 5 says, Your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your what? Your faith. Is your faith in the power of God? This isn't radical. This is the way we live as Christians. This is the way we get to live. Somebody say amen. Well, my faith isn't there, Pastor Randy. I, you know, when I pray, things just don't happen. You know, when you pray, pray to God in Jesus' name and say, Lord, I'm asking you for this. And then turn around behind you because that's where the devil is. And you say, devil, get out of my life. You're trying to invade what God is going to do. We call that Banking the devil and getting him out and giving God praise. You got to be singular about this. I mean, just one thing. There's one faith, and you have planted your life on that faith, and anything that causes you to doubt, get behind me. Fear, anxiety, and it comes. It comes upon you. We got some, Kim and I, my precious wife, we got some news this week. It was really troubling. It was like shuddering troubling. And, uh, and we said, and Kim called me at, in the office, and I said, I said, what's going on? She explained to me. I said, she goes, pray, pray, Randy, agree with me. I said, okay. So we prayed and we believed, and within one hour, guess what happened? We got good news to the very contrary of what the devil was trying to do. Shut the door. The door, the door of doubt and fear and unbelief have to be shut. You've got to know this. You have a spiritual mind now. You're not operating in the carnal mind any longer. I have so much rejection in my life. Be healed in Jesus' name. How, many, how are you going to get out of that, that feeling of rejection and wounds? Listen, Jesus wants to heal you. How many understand he is the healer of the brokenhearted? How many understand your pastor has had to been, be healed of brokenness and wounds in my soul? But I'm not going to let the enemy keep me there. I'm going to walk out of that. There is one faith, and you can operate in this thing. Operate in belief in Jesus. Anything that causes you to doubt who he is. Anything that causes you to doubt who God is. Anything that causes you, any voice 
any voice of man, any voice of the enemy, any voice in here of your own making or your own biases, any voice that says, well, God doesn't care or God isn't real. You don't really believe that. You don't really live that way. On and on and on he will go. Shut it down. You're not going to let somebody come into your living room and badmouth you. I just went there. Hallelujah. I went there. I love our visitors. Nobody's left yet. Hallelujah. You're strong. You're strong. You're strong. Your faith, listen, this is why it's important. Your faith is important to God and it should matter to you. Because your faith begins, and you got to have this foundation. Your, your faith begins with and in the gospel of Jesus Christ. How many know there's only one gospel? I'll prove it to you right here. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. I marvel, he says, Paul, to, uh, Paul says to the Galatians, I marvel. He's wondering, and this is not a good, this is not a good sign and wonder here. This is a bad sign, sign and wonder. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him, that is Jesus, who called you into the grace of Christ. Are you, have you turned? You know what? You can, you can turn away from God. You have that option. You have free will. I choose to turn to him. You choose to turn to him. He says, to a different gospel even which is not another, it's a lie. Somebody say amen. But there are some, see, this is the inspiration of lies and things that trouble your faith. It's people. There are some who trouble you and want to pervert, want to pervert the gospel of Christ. 70% of believers today in the United States, there's some other way, surely. No, there is not. You say, Pastor Randy, you're narrow-minded. No, I'm biblically minded. I'm biblically oriented. And I have a responsibility for you to teach you the truth of God's word. I'm not going to, look, I'm not your life coach. The Holy Spirit is your life coach. The word of God is your life coach. Jesus is your life coach. I'm your pastor, and I am commissioned by God to tell you the truth. There's only one gospel. There's only one way. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. There's only one God. But even if, listen to what Paul says. Even if we are an angel from heaven, preach another gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be cursed. The reason why your faith is so important to God, because he loves you. You are his son, his daughter. And if you are not today, if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, or you may feel distant, you haven't lived for him, maybe you're here at church for the first time or watching online, and you say, man, I just need, I need to give my life to Christ. I, this makes sense. This is what I've been needing for a long time. There's going to be an opportunity and just, a, you can do it right now. God, I'm going to turn my life over to you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to start coming to life, church, because I like what that preacher, that crazy preacher, up there is talking about. I'm not crazy, right? Thank you. Thank you, Brenda. Was that you, Brenda? 
That zealous, that zealous preacher, you know what I mean? Your faith matters to God, and it should matter to you because it's the only faith. It's the only faith. It's the faith that Jesus gave to the saints of God and that has been passed down. Faith in him, unwavering faith, unwavering faith that says yes to God. Have you responded to the gospel of Jesus Christ? As you should and as God would be pleased. Listen, it doesn't take a whole lot of energy. It just... It's just trust and calm and a a full-on collected mind and heart of determination. I will live for you, my Savior and my God. Come on. Oh! 1 Corinthians 15, I'm, I'm tying it up. Come on up here, Tara. I'm landing this plane, as Marcus said yesterday. I'm landing it. Moreover, brethren, I declare, this is 1 Corinthians 15, starting there in verse 1, I declare to you, this is Paul the Apostle, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached to you, which also you received. Say, I receive it. Amen. Oh, that sounded so good. Woo! I feel faith just, whoa, just went, whoa. See, when you open your mouth and you say things, it just jolts the heavens, it jolts the atmosphere, and it rebukes the devil. Hallelujah. Which you received and in which you stand. By which you also are saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved from the world. Saved from the Antichrist. You just name it. Saved from sickness and disease. You're saved from it all. Unless you believe in vain. Did you know? You can back off of this faith. You can. The devil can wear you down, wear you down, wear you down. He will wear you down. And you know what? The Lord Lord will... Allow your test to be faith, uh, your faith to be tested. That there you go. He will allow it, but he will only allow it so long, because there is no temptation, there is no test or trial that he allows you to go through. That his loving hand has all not his loving hand has has already uh, been there and is watching over you. That is his heart has watched you and he's watching you. He's already prepared the way for you, but it may feel very tough for you to walk through. But he's with you. He was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they said, "No, we're not bowing down to the idol. It doesn't matter. Throw us into the furnace. Well, heat it up seven times. Well, we're going to be crispy critters here in a moment, but we're going to be with." God. But guess who was in the fiery furnace? Jesus was. Oh, hallelujah. I'm almost done, I promise. For I delivered this to you. I received it and I delivered it to you, that Christ died for our sins. This faith was purchased at a high price, the Son of God, according to the Scripture, that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day, according to what? According to the Scripture. I'm not making this thing up. 
You say, well, what veracity? What, ver you know, does the Bible even have veracity? Is it real? Is there real evidence to it? Is there real substance to it? Well, talk to the millions and millions, maybe even billions of Christians through the centuries, and you're going to get to see them in heaven one day. And talk to the millions and millions who were, their lives were wrecked and ruined. They were shipwrecked. Jesus came. He came to them like he did me. And he broke as a teenager so much garbage off of my life, so much addiction, so much problem, so many, so much weariness off of my life. And I'm going to tell you, whom he has forgiven much, loves much, I want to love him more. I want to love him more. And I want you to love him. I want you to love him. I want you to know him. There's only one faith, beloved. Rest in it. Stand in it. Oh, walk in it everywhere you go. Maggie, everywhere you go. Chris, everywhere you go. Just walk in trust and faith in God, Tara. Having that new baby. Hallelujah. Little girl. Hallelujah. We bless that little baby. Romans, I'm going to close. I said that three times, didn't I? Believe it, walk in it, live it. It pleases God. He gave it to you. It's simple. It's simple. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me I know it is true. And there's nothing that will come my way ever. And even in the hour of my last breath, there's nothing that will come my way that God will not walk with me through it because I have put my faith and my trust in Him. He will not fail you. He will never 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 fail. You are believing what Jesus died and rose again to give you. And I want you to stand tall and strong. All right? I want you to stand tall and strong. Romans 1, 15. So as much as is in me, as much energy as I have, I am ready to preach the gospel to you. are in Rome for I am not ashamed of the gospel that saved my soul I'm not ashamed of the gospel I am not ashamed of him I'm not gonna just walk around with a big puffed out chest you know but I just wanna I want people to know him not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God listen to this the gospel is the power of God to salvation unto salvation into salvation somebody say amen it is the only way into the saving power of God and you are walking in that and you are living in that I don't want you to go through the religious motions of religion of Christianity walking with the living God. Oh, hallelujah. 
is the power of God unto salvation to everyone. Everyone. Everybody say everyone. Everyone who believes. For the Jew first, also to the Greek, the Gentile, doesn't matter. Male, female, doesn't matter. For in it, the righteousness, listen to this, the righteousness of God is revealed. It is revealed from faith to faith. As you share your faith, righteousness is revealed. As you talk about Jesus, righteousness is revealed. God is wanting you to share your love of Jesus. As it is written, the just. Did you know you're justified before a holy God? Maybe not before men, but God, that's my son, that's my daughter, in whom I am well pleased. That's what he said of Jesus. That's what he says of you. Have you wholeheartedly believed the gospel of Jesus Christ? Test your faith. Come on. Test it. Test it. Why should I repent? Why? Because Jesus died to forgive you. It's the power of God unto salvation. It reveals the righteousness of God. And so how is your faith? How is your trust and your confidence in God? Let me ask you this on the opposite end, and I'll close for the fourth time. How is living in doubt going for you? How is living in unbelief really making a way for you? self-reliance oh I tried that road I'm going to tell you you get smacked in the face self-interest how is rebelling against God going for you didn't go too well for me bow your heads right now